Hello everyone and welcome to today's podcast where I have Rudy Dalchow from 20i.com, a hosting company in the UK, even though he's got an exotic name. Rudy, thank you for taking the time to join us. Um, for anyone who has never heard of you or are not aware of what you do in your background, can you give us a little brief introduction of your background and how you've landed at um, 20i.com? Um, yeah, so um, I'm really, um, I moved to England 10 years ago. Um, I'm been fiddling around with websites for about 24 years. Um, back in the days, I was, was a professional juggler and performer. And as nobody could set up my website, I just did it myself. Um, and from there on, other people said, oh, yeah, can you do this? Can you do this for me? And then I started optimizing websites, um, even be before Google for, for Alta Vista and stuff like this. So I'm, I'm in the game for a little bit on and off. Um, moving to the UK, I focused more on that, um, worked for a local company here in Nottingham first, then for a big international company in Leicester called Coba. And now I'm at 20i, the SEO manager. Um, so everything that's SEO is on my desk and, um, yeah, quite happy there. 20 is like Craig already said, a web hosting company, everything, reseller hosting, um, WordPress hosting. That's what we do. And, um, that's, that's me basically. I'm, I'm quite passionate and I was always a big fan about the, the like old words, con content is king, you know, all the technicalities help. But if you have rubbish content, it doesn't help at all. So before we go deep into other stuff, because we're not going to be telling everyone about hosting in any great depth here, that is not the purpose of today's uh, podcast. But whilst you are here, um, we all are looking for new hosting companies. Um, always, you know, we're always looking for something better. What are the kind of unique selling points of 20i.com? Why, for anyone watching, should they come to you? Because uh, obviously we, the, the, there's a million hosting companies. What What's the, you, you know, as you as a company, obviously you're working in there, what are the kind of unique selling points that's going to sell this to, to people who are potentially looking for hosting? So there's this two different things or groups where, where we actually um, appeal very much to. The first one is if you are like, like an agency or, or if you're hosting multiple websites um, for customers, most people will be aware you are really restricted by cPanel. So because you only can have everything on one server or you need another cPanel license, which costs you extra and eats in your profit. Um, with us, you don't have this. We have an own control panel, which comes absolutely free with our hosting, and you can have as many sites as you want. And the same is, again, if you have customers who pay you for WHNCS, which um, I think they just increase the prices again or are going to increase the pricing. And um, that's another thing you have to take care of that eats in your costs. And we have something called Host Shop, which again is totally free for our customers and unlimited so that's for agency hosts and, and bigger hosting companies and for smaller 
web hosting projects, I say, if, if it's just, you know, if you just host, host one, two, three WordPress sites, um, we have a very um, specific platform for WordPress developed, which has um, a lot of the um, optimization already integrated server side. So you don't need any like light speed um, plugins because yeah, they make your site load a little bit quicker, but then again, you have a plugin that needs to load and therefore slows it down. And that's all server side and therefore no plugin, no, no, um, nothing that's holding you back. And the same is like for image minification and stuff like this. So that I think are the most unique selling points for the product, for the company itself. Um, it's really our, our um, support team. They are doing a great job and that's not just we say, our customers say as well, and we are really proud of it. And um, for people who haven't heard about 20i, the company is quite new, but it's founded by Jonathan and Tim Braley, who might be better known in the industry. Um, so they founded 123Reg back in the days oh, and hard, in, hard internet mm -hmm. and then sold this off and then started again and said, ah, I think we still can do better. We can come out with a better product, with a better service. And that's where 20i started in, in 2016, it started. Nice. I mean, I think most people out there will have heard of 123Reg um, and Heart Internet. Um, there. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting you say that. Um, certainly some decent-sized companies that they've... Uh, did, did they sell those companies on? Yes. Yeah. I see 123Reg... I'm not sure where they went to. One of them went went to the company who owns GoDaddy, mm -hmm. which then then again that 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 split what what for for the owners that just split. Oh, what what happens to this? And um, let's say when when companies get bought out by by big multinational, mostly American companies, mostly the service goes down and stuff like this. And I think they just didn't want that to be their legacy. Yeah. Nah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But as I said earlier, we're not here to specifically talk about hosting. Um, I want to highlight a very small secret that you can find on the 20i.com website. Um, now, obviously, you have to scroll down to the footer of the website. And under uh, technology, um, it's kind of in the center of the footer down at the bottom the very bottom option uh, at the time of recording this is something called Schema Generator, um, <coughs> which is completely free for anyone to use. Now, Rudy, prior to jumping on here, we were talking a bit about Schema. Obviously, it's a tool being developed. Um, obviously, um, you, you were talking about Entity Schema, um, even your website's hierarchy schema. So what do you dig a little bit deep into that? Because these are quite hot topics just now. We see people asking questions about entities all over the, the place. Um, and obviously, you know, entities, um, like what, what was the example you mentioned earlier? Um, you know, if you're trying to highlight the specific entity you're talking about, there still could be a couple of variations there. So can you tell me, what this entity schema looks it looks like and an example of how that would work. Yeah, so it's it's basically um schema is, is something I was was um 
quite interested in and, and, and doing my, my uh, research in for the last four years, maybe. And what puzzled me always, um, it seems it's, it gets only used to, to hunt for the snippets, but there's so much more to enhance the website, which is not directly the big hit effect, I know that's something you mostly like, you know, like the simple trick has, has, has a big hit effect, but to enhance the website overall, and that's that's where entity and semantic SEO comes in, and that's something that's, again, developed over the last, or become more into the focus of people for the last four or five years. And I thought, okay, what can we do to get entities marked up within the schema as well? So if I have, let's say, an FAQ page, up to now, I can, with, with all schema generators out there, I can just say, okay, this is a question and this is my answer to the question. That was the schema does. Um, and it just gives the search engine a little bit more of a hint. They sometimes say, oh, we can do it ourselves. But even Google says, no, if you give us a hint with structured data, we really appreciate this. Uh, but they just say, this is the question, this is the answer. Not what the question or the answer is about. So I like the um, example. I actually, it's not my example. I stole it from from um, Dixon. Um, I'm not sure the, the guy from, from Inlinks, you know him? Dixon Jones, yeah. Dixon Jones, yes. Um, he, he came up with the example about a Mustang. So when you talk about a Mustang, you can talk about the horse or the car. Mm-hmm. So if it just if, if a search engine just reads the word Mustang, it wouldn't be able to identify without surrounding text. And um, the structured data just gives a help. And you can just say, okay, with um, the same as, you can mark up that the Mustang you're talking about is the same as, and you can link it then directly to the Mustang homepage from Ford or to yeah. the Wikipedia entry of Ford Mustang, or if you talk about horses too, you know, whatever um, authority page is there for Mustang horses, or in our case for hosting, hosting can be a lot of things, you know, you can host a party, you can host, <laughs> you can host your family for the weekend, but it's yeah. different to web hosting, so then we mark up, okay, this is about web hosting, and just put the Wikipedia link for web hosting in there, and that, and a thing just, just on the start, I say Wikipedia because Wikipedia is one of the, um, by Google, accepted authoritative links. If you can't find anything on there and, you know, just go directly to the manufacturer website or whatever. So if I would, would like to uh, mark up Craig Campbell, I can't can't find him on Wikipedia. I'm not sure. Do you have a Wikipedia entry? The, there's a long history behind this. No. <laughs> um, the, the problem we have is Wiki, uh, Wikipedia hates SEO people and yeah. digital marketing people. So trying <laughs> to get established on there. Believe you me, I have tried so many times. <laughs> and uh, I've even called myself an author or an entrepreneur, but they know um, that I am an SEO. I think there's enough webinars and coverage that I'm an SEO guy, so they don't like it. So I'm finding Wikipedia really difficult. Yeah, but... Then I, I know your pain. I've, I've got the same problem at times. Um, but then again, if I can't find a Wikipedia entry, I just would link to your homepage mm-hmm. because presumably your homepage has the highest authority about yourself. Yeah. So I just find a high authority page on the topic and link to this 
within the schema, within the structured data. And it's it's not the the holy grail of SEO, but it's it's another signal for the page, okay, this piece of content is talking about this guy or this topic. Yeah. And it's um, it's it's identifying is the wrong word. Sorry, English is not my first language, but um, it's it's basically giving us an authority page that reference the topic where we can see okay this topic is um, referenced by this. If that yeah. makes sense. No, hundred um, percent. I think obviously joining the dots because there is um, a high again with my own personal experience. I'm not the only Craig Campbell in the world. We have an American singer. There's a Canadian comedian. Um, so even when I'm going for the knowledge panel stuff, I'm fighting against other Craig Campbells. Um, so that's where I think it's really important when you're on certain pages or whatever that you can reference this Craig Campbell um, rather than just the generic Craig Campbell, which the, I think it's the American singer. That, that, that he is the most famous Craig Campbell according to, to Google search. Um, so, yeah, I think joining those dots for Google certainly makes life a lot easier for them. Yeah, and, and again, it, it it makes sense to to do this because if then after this is, is published, um, I'm sure I will set a link to it and to your homepage. And if Google then thinks I'm, I'm being interviewed by an American singer, <laughs> what, what, what what sense would that make? But by, by Craig Campbell's SEO, that makes more yeah. sense in, in the relevance of the topic. So and, and then again it comes to um like with, with semantic SEO to build topic clusters that you yeah. can build then more sites which are in the same topic cluster and they all go in the same direction. Yeah. Um <clears throat> now I want to also pick your brain on something else that you mentioned prior. To, to coming on here, uh, you were talking about the the kind of website hierarchy, the the parent pages, and your supporting articles, and which obviously forms part of the topical cluster you just mentioned. Um, but you're talking about using schema to highlight that as well. So can you dig a little bit deeper on that? Because we all, as SEOs, use internal links to show um, what our parent topic is, if you like, but you're talking about using schema to help Google identify that as well. That's that's another thing where this tool is really unique because you can mark up the, the hierarchy as well. And um, I think, uh, yeah, we both are old enough to remember when, when everybody was only optimizing the landing page for, for everything. And then it became like, oh no, we need more, more um, category pages, which we optimize as landing pages. And then even subcategories or just um, pure support pages, which are optimized then for long tail keywords. And since this is, we always try to, um, as SEOs, try to point a direction. So um, if I have a, let's say a, a support article on um, now from the top of my, on, on, on the new things in WordPress 6. Mm -hmm. um, that's a support article that should point to my WordPress main page. How do I do this? Okay. I try as an SEO up to now, we try to set a link to the main page or to do the parent page, I call it. Um, and we try to set it as high in, in 
as possible in the text or to make it in 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 mark it up with this with strong or bold that it's important or whatever um that worked for a while and in a few instances but if you look at any homepage now you have like um a site widget where you have links in then you have a footer where there are hundreds of links you have the header navigation you have maybe a secondary navigation so in between these hundreds of links on a, on on any given page how do i tell the search engine that the, the parent page is this specific one yeah and this is again something you can do with schema markup with the is part of is, is the um, actual um, term for it so you can say that this page is part of the parent page and then yeah. again if the parent page is not just it's, it's just a subcategory page on that page you can say okay and this page is part of that parent page and therefore you can build a hierarchy flow that clearly gives an indication that where, where content belongs and where it should be and therefore you can build up out then again topic clusters so different pots which all go into the same and then lead it up in the the like pyramid we all know where the pinnacle on top is the main product page or main home page or that's that's the idea behind it and um yeah i i haven't heard anything different up to now eh <laughs> <laughs> uh, now nah, listen i've not heard many people talking about using it in that way i think you know for me <coughs> in my own opinion i know there's guys out there um like dixon jones and clint butler uh, terry samuels and so on who are schema nerds is the best way you can describe this but a lot of people still um you know are not using schema that well uh, in my opinion anyway from from some of the websites i see um you know i know guys are implementing faq schema and uh, you know potentially um about me uh, the, the about schema um but i've you know i'm just having a look at your tool there and obviously um looking at the the uh, um, website or web page schema which obviously you've got that ability to to name the, the you know the the parent web page social media profiles um and all of that kind of stuff and throw in your entities and, and, and mentions and all that kind of stuff in there as well. So I think obviously you're drilling deeper into schema here, which again, I think it makes perfect sense to, to go that deep into it. I think um, it's a great little tool that you've got on there, um, which we will link below, by the way, if you want to check out this um, free schema tool. But you've got three types of schema on here um <coughs> you've got your website web page schema how to schema and faq schema going forward are you going to be adding more on there yes so so this is um this is an mvp so it's, it's just um a first step and even the website web page what you said you can put in um, social media links and stuff like this to mark up your main website um, and not just any odd web page with, with your um, social media profiles. But even there, I'm quite aware there are some things missing, like you can't uh, mark up at the moment an image, um, videos are missing, um, 
product, which is for everybody who wants an e-commerce, you know, marking up products becomes more and more a thing over the last year. So products will be added, um, videos, events, and stuff like this. Uh, actually, so the tool was developed. Like I said, I had the idea for a few years now, and now I have the time to sit down and, and, and bring it all to life. And we put the tool live because we wanted to see how the feedback is at first. So if, if we continue, if it's just something we use in-house and feedback so far is rather positive. So there will be um, first the existing schema for, for websites will be expanded on um, to make it better and, and more um, on what is needed. And then there will be further schemas added um, in order what we think are most in demand, I think. So that will be product and events first, and then, I don't know, maybe recipes. And if anybody wants to have something, they said, oh, we really like to have this in the tool as well. Um, there is um, on our blog, there's an introduction to the tool and you can leave a comment there and we not just delete comments or, or just reply to them. We really take them to heart and if somebody says, yeah, can you, can you inter, um, implement, you know, schema for this and this in your tool as well? Mm -hmm. If I can, I will. It might not be the next week because there are other things where, where I have to get the dev team involved because um, I'm rather rubbish with coding, <laughs> um, which I think is actually a reason why so many people are a little bit afraid of, of schema because... It is code in the end. It's 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 um, a JavaScript code, JSON LD, what we use. But it's actually quite quite easy to understand. And before the tool, I always used like a Word template where I tinkered around. And yeah. maybe a lot of other people do this. The only thing with a with a Word template is when you copy in something, it's easy to just have you know a space which you copy in there, and that yeah. then breaks the whole thing, or you miss out a comma or whatever. And there the tool really helps because it doesn't miss out a comma. This is the thing that I was going to highlight. Um, you know, for me in the past, I've always looked for an easy fix when it comes to schema. And there's a few tools out there that try to automate a lot of those processes. And I've always found that there was like a little glitch or something missing and the schema was broken, um, which kind of put me off of um, using a lot of the automated tools. But then it comes down to manually having to do the, the, the schema as well, which is a pain in the ass as well. Uh, so I think yours, um, you know, generating it for you so that you can copy and paste it in is a good happy medium. But obviously you must have looked at similar tools in terms of automating a lot of schema. Do you think that will ever become a, a good thing that works very, very well? Or do you think that manual element and having it checked has to has to remain the case um so that's that depends on what we are talking about because there's two different approaches there's like i think most people who ever looked at schema will know the one from technical seo which is the most used schema generator all the time and i used it for years and it does a brilliant job also i always put it into the validator on schema.org everything mm -hmm. i generate i put it into the validator even with our own tool, even if it's made by me, I still put it through the validator. Um, that 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 is is fine, is nice. But again, you're missing out then 
stuff like entities. So with every automation, it's a quick fix, but you won't get into, into depth with it because the automation can't know what topic you are talking about. Again, yeah. it can mark up, this is the question, this is the answer, or this is, this is how to, this is step one, step two, step three, but it can't mark up or, or realize what the topic is you're talking about. And that's something which will be, even with our generator, is kind of manual because you have to put in, you know, your, your um, term you're talking about and the authoritative page which, which relates to this term. And um, I think there are, I'm not sure, I spoke to, um, again, Dixon Jones on, on Brighton SEO and um, a few other guys who are working on getting AI, AI to identify yeah. topics and then authoritative pages for this. But I think that's still kind of a way off mm -hmm. because that's really... Um, means the AI has to really get your thoughts as a content creator. And I think we are, we are not there yet for a few years. And then when you talk about other tools like, like um, um, plugins with there's um, Yoast and all-in-one SEO and stuff like this, there are still, for, for some parts, they do a job. For other parts, they don't. So um, I'm... I'm not too sure there will be an automation that, that does it all in one pretty soon. It's maybe wishful thinking um, that we can get something that does that. But like you say, um, there's no way an auto, uh, unless AI becomes up at a considerable level, how would AI be able to determine whether you were talking about the Mustang horse or the car? Um I think that would be possible even, but when you have AI that is so sophisticated, it would be able to write the content itself without being recognized because at yeah. the moment we have this big discussion about AI written content and there are millions of sites out there which are just stuffed with AI content and Google says, no, we don't want this because it's just, you know, basically polluting the environment with, with content that's not unique. And... Um, I think AI will play a big part in all of this, but it still has a long way to go. Yeah. Ah, hopefully, hopefully someone can figure it out um, because I always like the easy approach anyway. Um, well, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm lazy as, as anybody else. I, I like if things, if just put something in it, it does it all for me. But as long as this doesn't happen, um, I think sometimes, you know, a little bit of... of um, Elbow grease, I think, is the word to get get a little bit of ahead of the competition. Yeah, yeah. does the job. Um, now, I want to go back um, and touch on um, entities again be, before we do wrap up, um, because for me, people often confuse what entities are. Um, people are like, "What's an entity?" Obviously, you mentioned. Um, that Wikipedia is a, obviously a trusted source for someone like, you know, if you were trying to identify the right Craig Campbell or whatever it is, and you mentioned that, uh, you know, the second choice you potentially go to my homepage. But I want to talk about um, other options. Say someone doesn't have 
a website or an entity for whatever reason. What are the other options? What do you see as the the, the most trusted ones, like the top five, for example? You've obviously mentioned Wikipedia, which is number one, but what are the other ones other than a, a website homepage that people could use? Um, so at first, the entity itself is, is just the term, something, something that is a thing. And with, with um, the authoritative website, you just um, basically prove that you are talking about this identity. Um, Wikipedia is one thing. Other things which I would even prefer to, to Wikipedia are for sure, if you're talking about anything that is mentioned on a government website. So if you have anything on, on a gov.uk in, in England, or I actually don't know what the pages in the US would be, but there, if, if there are government website who talk on this topic, who have authority on this topic, you can use them. If there's anything from um, like health authorities, like the NHS or um, medical um, associations, you can talk about this, anything that's on university sites, so that's 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 always if there's research about it, yeah. Scientific research use that because that's mostly even Wikipedia references itself to these sites, so they have even a higher authority. Not overall, not not when you look at these these um, number of of um, domain ranking or whatever they might not have, but in this particular niche, if there's any scientific. Um, research any anything um, on government websites, health, especially when when you talk about if, if you're running a health website or whatever, and and don't know selling health teas or or health creams or whatever. This is in in the um, YMYL area, which is critical anyway. And then yeah, link link. If you make a point about something. And it's you can reference this to it to an NHS website. That's basically yeah you want to have that one, because that's the most trusted. It's basically just ask yourself what would people trust in real life. Yeah. So if they trust something in real life like the NHS, they will trust it as well, and the search engine will trust it as well. Yeah. And would you consider high-profile PR? as a trusted source of information. So say someone said something and it was in the Daily Mail, would you see that as a trusted source or is that then potentially clutching its straws? Because obviously anyone can manipulate the press and say anything. So, But I know a lot of people do link out to that type of thing, but would you see that as a kind of, nah, that's not... No, no, I, I wouldn't use something like this as, as an authoritative website. It might have an authority as a website. Yeah. Just as a website, but not as a website on this specific topic. As you said, it's it's um, it's easy to manipulate. People, people, you can even buy, you know, you can buy your, your article in Forbes magazine. That doesn't mean that you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, if it's... It, it really depends then on if you are mentioned or if something is mentioned in a in a um, long piece, which is really diving deep into the topic, mm -hmm. then maybe yes. But I would be careful with media outlets. Yeah. Because uh, me media is something that is by, by, by the sense of it, 
they publish everything basically as long as they can can earn a dime with it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just wanted to make that point clear for people out there because a lot of people I speak to seem to think that high profile PR means it's oh, you know, that's correct and factual information when it's yeah, not. that's but, but that's that's like with, with the old like um backlinking strategies and stuff like this. Yeah, getting a backlink from these pages is really, really nice. And if if you are mentioned there, put a link, put a normal link in your content. Yeah. But don't use it as an authoritative website because it's not authoritative in this topic. Yeah. So authoritative in that topic is where you want to link to, guys, for anyone who is struggling um, for ideas um, and you can't have a Wikipedia page or whatnot. So there's some good tips there, Rudy. Um, now, we are nearly out of time, um, but... Obviously, people um, can come to, to the company, 20i.com, where you work, um, and obviously check out the hosting, check out that schema tool. The links are below for that. But what if someone watching says, Rudy, I really like what you had to say. I like you, and, and I want to talk to you some more. Um, how did? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Um the best way would be over either LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, I can put my, I can can give you my my LinkedIn and Twitter handle. We'll have them below. Yeah, but yeah, give give us the handle here um, as well. Uh, just verbally, just verbally, tell us. Actually, <laughs> I just click on it. I don't know it from the top of my head. Um, it's Rüdiger Dalcho, but um, it's a little bit hard to spell. Um, so it's LinkedIn handle is R Dalcho, just all all um, lowercase, and um, for Twitter it's at Rüdiger Dalcho and Rüdiger spelled with an UI. Again, it's a German name. It's it's really hard to pronounce and to spell. So that's why I just thought it might be easier in a link. <laughs> yeah, and I'm happy to talk to anybody because. Um, developing this this schema tool was kind of something that. Like I said before, was a few years project with starting thinking about it and then creeping more and more to, to the forward of that. And I just think it would be nice if more people start thinking about schema, not only for FAQs or how-tos and, and for the snippet tool, but realizing that there is an impact it can have on the overall page and, you know, lifting everything up just a tiny little bit. And if you if you lift the basement of a house a tiny little bit up, you lift up the roof as well. Yeah. Well, it makes perfect sense. And the links to Rudy's Twitter and his LinkedIn are below um, in the description for anyone who does want to reach out to Rudy. But Rudy, before we do sign off, is there anything else that you want to share that we didn't talk about? Uh there are so many things. <laughs> Don't buy backlinks. Um, <laughs> no. Um, I think we covered everything for this. Uh, like I said, um, really check out the schema tool. If you have anything, any comments on this, any improvements you want us to make, please leave a comment on the blog post. Um, if you look for, for reliable and really good hosting, come to 20i. That's the five seconds of commercial here. Um, 
And if you want to have a chat about um, schema or SEO in general or stuff that's going on within the SEO world, um, I'm sure you will first try Craig. If he doesn't reply, try me. I'm, I might reply. Yeah. Go to Rudy. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Spam him. Spam him. <laughs> but now, Rudy, it has been a pleasure having you on and uh, hopefully we can get you on again sometime to talk about something else. Obviously, you've got a wealth of experience and knowledge there, so it's always good to tap into that and uh, grab what we can from you. So thank you very much. Yeah, it was a pleasure being interviewed by you, and, and yeah, thanks for having me. No worries. Catch up soon. <laughs>